What's up, everybody? It is Friday, January 21st, 2022. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat had to jump on a plane to go back in time to Nashville for Friday night SmackDown at 8 p.m. on Fox tonight. Good show today. Pat and AJ preview and break down the entire divisional playoff slate. Ian Rappaport joins the show to fill us in on some injury news, who's in, who's out this weekend. It's a good one. Let's get right into it. We're in the post-Trump era of the NFL. Woo! Hell yeah. Pumped. <laughs> Thank you to Jerry Smith for the article in Bloomberg today. Thank you, Thank Bloomberg. You, I'd like to let everybody know I did not ask for that article. That article was happening whether I liked it or not because Jerry Smith was doing his research. So I do not want anybody to think that I'm reaching out to people to write articles about me. There is too much of me. I fucking hate that it even happened. And I spent 45 minutes talking to that guy. And... Uh, you know, it was interesting. It was very mm-hmm. interesting. There was a couple things said in there in the post-Trump era thing was very interesting because we are very much a show that, out, at, you know, operated in a similar fashion. Like, who's present does not fucking matter to me. And, and this might sound incredibly ignorant, and I guess... Uh, I probably will to super intelligent people, but super intelligent people aren't looking to the guy in the tank top for certain things. I don't give a fuck who's running, and I should. I understand that I should, but there's people that should be making those decisions that are much smarter than me. I worry about my own goddamn thing, and we do the same thing every single day. We hope to be very consistent. We hope to be a mental vacation. We can't thank you all enough for allowing us to do this on a day-to-day basis. At Ty Schmidt is here. At Boston Connor is here. The Toxic Table got a little bit of a shout-out in there. You yeah, know, amongst other bit. things. Yeah, a couple no, wisecrackers. Yeah. Knuckleheads. <laughs> yeah. What am I? I was um, uh, flamboyant and... A uh-huh. um, lot of F-bombs. Fierce. Yeah, I think a lot, lot of F-bombs. F-bombs. <laughs> it was interesting. It was interesting. It was very interesting. I, I, don't, I don't enjoy that type of stuff. No. Especially when you spend that much time and they use, what, no, 10 no, words? No, it's not about that. I mean, he's going to write his story however he's got to write it. And sure. we appreciate Jerry even looking into us. But I don't like the thought of, like, people thinking that I asked for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like... Because every time I see... Uh, a piece about somebody or their business. I'm like, oh, that's all just a part of that game where they have somebody asking, like, hey, can you do this? And then we'll do that and we'll do that. Like, I don't do that. I, I, I don't enjoy that. If you land on our show or fall to our show and you like it and you stick around, I'm very thankful. I don't think I'm a person that should be, you know, thrusted in front of a bunch of people. It's just not a good idea. Now, it's happened in a couple of different occasions and I guess it has had some success. College game day, I guess there was a little bit of success, but boy, there came a lot of like, hey, get this guy off my fucking TV. Uh-huh. And I understand it. By the way, because, uh, you know, I'm a little bit different. But if people think it's just a a gimmick or something that comes and goes and isn't a full time thing, you know, they can automatically judge and say this son of a bitch can't be like this all the time. No, I am. It is how I am. And I understand that about me. I've been with me the longest out of anybody. And then obviously WWE Smackdown, they kind of. And by the way, I was met with a lot. I was met with a lot of a lot of resistance from the wrestling community there as well. But I'm very lucky to be a part of those things and have those opportunities. But I don't like like the idea of like, hey, I need uh, this to happen. I need an article to talk about how good the boys are, the show is. Like, we don't do that. And probably bad business by me. But I do appreciate the fact that Jerry Smith took time out of his day. All the people that gave quotes, Robert Mathis was asked to talk. Darius Butler was reached out to. Not by me. This is by Bloomberg doing this. Nick Khan, who's the CRO of the WWE. I just Whoa. learned his official title there. Oh, wow. What's the R stand for? Revenue. Right? Chief Revenue okay. Officer. I 
that. I knew that. It's all about the money. Uh, That's what he's chief of. Uh-huh. He's CRO. He gave a nice quote. Very thankful for everybody that gave quotes in that thing. And it was very nice in Jerry's first time, but... That's an, that was an uncomfortable feeling. I, yeah. I just don't like, I get, un, I get uncomfortable. Mostly because any article that has ever been written about me in the past has normally been whenever something bad has happened. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I don't naturally have the most like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'd love for this person to write about me. That'd be great. Oh, okay, they're going to bury me in the middle of it, probably. And this time it didn't happen. It was very nice of Jerry. I appreciate it. Uh, probably never doing any of those ever again, though. At Tone Diggs, <laughs> how you doing, Tone? Appreciate you. Hey, Tone, Hammer Don has been on fire. Last night, I think we're going to show a commercial uh, on Hammer Down's a gambling podcast that airs 15 minutes after this show ends at youtube.com forward slash Hammer Don. Last night, I think you guys had like 20 winners you guys gave out Jeez. amongst the crew. It is unbelievable. The heater you guys have been on, college basketball, hockey, what? the NFL coming up with the divisional round. It feels like you guys got a good grasp and a handle on what you're betting there. Let's continue this heater, Diggs. Huh? Let's keep riding this fucking pony into the promised land, shall we? Yep. yep. As always, there's some losers mixed in there. But when we put out more winners than losers, that's a we're happy with that night. because, And that's what we've been doing for 12 months, Pat. And you've said it. As long as there's more winners given out than losers. Losers over the over the night, over the week, over the month. We're happy. Yeah, you're win. Correct. You're winning win ball green. green. And you guys have been doing that basically yep. every single week since you guys have started. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. I can't thank you thank and you. that Bubba Gumpino back there enough. The boys in the back, Foxy, he'll be traveling with me to Nashville. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Foxy's back on the road. Back on the road. Wow. Back on, on the road. On the road Flying down to Nashville, gaining 15 minutes, taking off at 2.30, landing at 2.15. How does that work? I don't know, but we uh, we got 25-7 this week. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Boomer numbers. Uh, I don't know if Boomer's working 25 hours a day. Uh, he uh, find a way. We do got 25 hours a day. Can't wait to get down there and chat with uh, Will mm-hmm. in the bus with the boys crew. Can't wait to go see that entire operation, landing there, doing that, then hopefully getting to the Bridgestone Arena for an incredible SmackDown, flying back home, and then, oh, my God, it's divisional round weekend. Yeah. And, Foxy, I know that you haven't been on the road in a few weeks. I don't need you crashing out and not being able to operate on Overreaction Monday. Can't do that. I don't need your motor running dry. Okay, this morning I hope you uh, filled this thing up with the very, 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 very expensive premium. Oh, yeah, this yeah. morning, right Foxy, here, I hope you filled Ooh. that thing up nice and smooth. You know what I mean? I hope you're ready to go. That is why I started traveling alone uh, is because I didn't think that all the other boys because I wanted to do and live out a dream of mine all the other boys would have to spend you know five six seven hours every single Friday at the end of an incredibly long week traveling to some city doing a show and traveling back it offsets everything it offsets the sleep schedule for the weekend and everything like that so I thought it was a little selfish of me to like you know hey Fox you just worked your ass off all week you just edited a bunch of videos also Need you to fly to this city with me, uh, film some stuff. You're going to have to sit in a different area because of COVID and everything. I mean, you can't really do much. It's going to be interesting. And then fly back. I'm excited to get you back on the road, dude. Oh, I'm very pumped. Some of my favorite moments are, you know, we do this whole day on Friday, which are so exhausting. Once we get on that plane ride on the way home, it feels like, all right. Oh, yeah. We had a good fucking week. Yeah. That's a really good feeling. Also, what else would I be better doing than getting on a private jet, going to do a podcast, going to do SmackDown? You can see Michael Cole. I haven't seen him in a while. Genuinely, I love, love, love traveling. I enjoy the fact that whenever we get on that... Now, it's not until we get up in the... 
Yeah. So when we get on the plane yeah. after, uh-huh. right? Okay, there's still like one final chapter of the Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one final chapter. It's like, okay, let's get this bird in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Get up there. And then once it gets up in the sky, then it's like, boom! Oh. All right, let's put mm-hmm. some music on. Let's go. I, by the way, I've been doing that. I've been doing that by myself. By the way, I just want to let everybody know. I've been Good. doing that by myself. We get up in the air. The, there will be pizza on there. Yeah. Turn some music on. I'm normally just walking back and forth, and then boom, boom, we hit some. Oh my mm-hmm. God! <laughs> Am I gonna die? Turn the music off. Get back to smooth sailing. Take we're the thing off. Put yeah, the music we're back good. on. We're good. All right, we get back home, and it is just a, it's a beautiful end of the week. Did you we, let the plane know that Foxy's coming? They have to put the handle of Tito's on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a bit. The leader. That's yeah. yeah. a problem. Foxy tries to drink oh, every yeah. plane That's he's on dry. That's the best drink of all time is the week's over. Friday, private jet, Watch. way home, you sound like- weekend started. <laughs> I concur, Good Foxy. Oh, yeah. It is tough It is When we would fly back from Tampa and play Euchre and have Ooh, a drink, it was the great. Those are my favorite memories. Yeah. I, I'm going to let everybody know that, you know, the price of these planes are expensive, but mm-hmm. we have to do it in Indianapolis because mm-hmm. there's no flights to a lot of these. Now, Nashville would have been able to get it, but who knows what time it is. Is it during our show? Is it not during our show? Will it get us in time to do that? cancel thing? flights. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, who knows about any situation in the future travel-wise. But when we're on those planes, they're expensive, right? And we're mm-hmm. very lucky to do it, very thankful to do it, obviously, but it wouldn't work without it. Now, with that being said, the prices go up mightily whenever these fucking booze, like the prices yeah. have gone down <laughs> quite a bit since <laughs> you guys haven't been drinking these planes absolutely dry. The whiskey out of what? you, the what? vodka what? out of what? you. I mean, it was becoming a, quite an issue. I'm like, holy shit, these dudes are blacked out drunk. We haven't even taken off yet. Well, you know, I, at some point you just assume, hey, that's included in the price of the travel, you know? So at, we land yeah. somewhere and it's like, hey, boys, we got. There's 15 nips in here still, okay? We're going to be here <laughs> yeah. for a couple days. Let's make sure we're not just letting these things Don't go to waste. Oreos. Yeah, the Oreos, yeah, you know, yeah, the chips, ahoy, no, no, whatnot. No, no, the pilots huh? always remind us, too, like, hey, boys, we got a whole fifth in here. We got beers, whatever what? you want. <laughs> yeah, I think they all get really excited. Like, the first time somebody flies. Well, they're all boozed up, too, so right, we got well, drinking, oh, buddy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple pilots that oh, have yeah. come on there where we're like, should we? Yeah. Subway I mean, we got to get to where we got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Onions? Let's, let's assume that Just this is what this he needs. drinking a Bud Light. Why? <laughs> this guy's head in his hair. <laughs> Have you showered? Like, there was this one guy that came in with his hair straight up in the air, and his glasses were like disheveled. And I'm, was he, he said, flying with the window open? He said, ah. he said uh, we'll, get the, uh, we'll get the plane ready, and then we'll get out of here. And I'm like, are you the captain or the... <laughs> The, uh, I'll be the one flying. You know, how long's today's flight? Uh, two and a half hours. I'm like, oh, shit. are you going to sober up in that time? <laughs> Hopefully. By the time we lay in this thing, are you going to be good? And I assume he was just somebody that didn't enjoy showering in the morning. Mm-hmm, sure. And maybe he did have a long night the night before. Yeah. And maybe he was just up early working out and studying flight logs or whatever. But whenever you just meet somebody for the first time, and your life is definitely in their hands, and you have just a little bit of a question of like, wait a minute, I don't trust this motherfucker to drive me yeah. here, let alone <laughs> yeah. fly. There's been a couple of those but as of late these pilots have been top notch locked in really really that's good. very comforting oh my god it's a game because like you said you walk in there and you just feel it immediately like okay we got this guy i like this we're good to go yeah. we're good to go i there was actually in i we say guy but i've had gender neutral yeah there's been a, a couple uh women pilots here the last like three months <laughs> there was this one takeoff out of this thing 
she rode these waves of winds up like wow. she was just walking upstairs. It was almost amazing. I'm like, hey, I, you've never flown me before, but I want to let you know, I understand that that was probably not easy. Can't teach Great you. flight. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos. Great flight. And then there's some pilots that are, hey, we need to get to flying altitude right now. Yeah. Whoa, straight up. And it's like, holy shit. This, and then there's other people that like to quit halfway up and kind of get a, get a reset and yeah. go, whatever the case, this is all flying talk <laughs> yeah. that we shouldn't be doing. Because nobody really will ever get to experience it <laughs> unless you're in a situation that we've been in. It feels like on a regular basis where it feels like the plane is falling out of the sky. Oh, and, yeah. and I don't know if that happens all the time, if that's just naturally. It feels like it's a pretty regular thing at this point, and we just got to live with it. It's going to be great to go down with Foxy. Can't wait. Foxy. Hey. Hey, baby, Foxy. Hey, baby, Foxy. Uh, we have some breaking news out of the NFL this morning. The New York Giants have found their general manager. Come on down, Joe Shane. Oh. Bill's assistant general manager is now the new GM at the New York Giants, per Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo. Uh, They will begin working on a deal. The right-hand man to Buffalo GM, Brandon Bean, is ready to run his own place. He'll do it with the New York Giants. Young, handsome, has been around a lot of success up there in Buffalo, and if you saw the culture they were able to build in Baltimore or in Buffalo with the amount of patience that they had. They get rid of Tyrod Taylor after making the playoffs and they kind of rebuild this whole thing around Josh Allen. Brandon Bean says, hey, we wanted Josh to feel as if He's fully empowered to be our guy. We're going to build this team around him. This is when Cam Newton was a free agent in the offseason, and Josh Allen was not the Josh Allen that we now know. He was just early year Josh Allen, where it was like, is this guy going to work out? He's very athletic. He seems to be incredibly cool, was very inaccurate, was not hitting a lot of passes. He went to work in the offseason, but there was one offseason where we didn't get to see the fruits of his labor just yet, where Cam Newton was a free agent. And with that style of offense, the immediate thought for some people was, hey, is Cam Cam Newton going to end up in Buffalo, even to be Josh Allen's backup, or maybe whatever the case is going to be. Mr. Bean came on this show and said, no, we, we don't even want Josh to think that this team isn't being built fully around him. That type of steady hand, that type of future thinking and ability to build a culture around patience and, and trust and loyalty is something that is very, very important in building a team. Now, will the New York Giants be able to be patient in building a new team because they have stunk for so long. Mm -hmm. And everybody's heard the stat that there isn't one single part of a season in the last five years where the New York Giants have been over 500. Yikes. Okay, that not even one part of a season have the fans of the New York football Giants been able to say, hey, we've got a winning football team. Yeah. How about it? They didn't. They, they didn't for like, it's terrible over there. It has been terrible over there. And then through the man in the arena, we got a chance to witness what it used to be when Strahan was humming and Eli was doing his thing. And miraculous catches were being made against the dynasty. Those days are long, long, long gone. And Giants fans are very quick to remind them of that, as is the media. I think you'll be able to make some magic happen. Congrats to Joe Shane. And everybody's yeah. just assuming that this automatically means, come on down, Dable, mm -hmm. offense coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, who's been able to do magic with Josh Allen. Congrats to the New York Giants getting a, you know, a piece to the puzzle of cluster fuckery that they have over there and maybe they'll be able to figure this whole thing out yep Dave all because of the connections and the offense has been so fucking terrible Leslie Frazier who's the DC of the Bills as well and then Flores has been connected as well Flores though do you think uh, ownership of the Giants is like we just tried the the Belichick guy thing and that didn't go very well so maybe not we just the Giants but also think about the yeah. Bills mm -hmm. 
do we want to go with a New England? I, I'm not saying that that True. past mindset will be a thing. But the Day Bowl just automatically being a head coach seems to be everybody's mindset. Uh, but I... You know, Dable's probably going to have a couple opportunities oh, yeah. with no, yeah. how great this offense has become. I mean, they just blew the Bill Belichick-led defense out by 30 in the playoffs. That offense is going to be highly sought after. Yeah, you wonder what uh, Joe will do with Danny Dimes, though, because like that philosophy that Bean has kind of instilled with Josh Allen, he's got to basically figure it out pretty soon because isn't it this year that they have to either pick up his fifth-year option or just let him yeah, ride? But also, let's remember these fifth-year options, like Sam Darnold got his fifth year option picked yeah. up and everything like that with the way the salary cap's going with the deals that previously used to yeah. be i'm not saying it wouldn't be a massive shot to the cap but i think you're going to see a lot of people with question marks go yeah we'll take it just in case so that we can have it at this price but i i assume and i've always said this the incumbent quarterback mm -hmm. whenever a new franchise basically gets moved into the building is not safe I mean, not at all. Neither is the coaches or any of the coaches that are there because you got to think about Joe Shane. Joe Shane, who has been the assistant general manager for the Buffalo Bills for however long he has been the assistant GM. We should have done a little bit more research. In his off time, when he's with his family, when he's laying down, whenever he's maybe in his own office and he's looking at things and studying things, he has pieced together how he would want to put a team together. Mm -hmm. This is the type of team I would like to build. This is the culture I'd like to have. This is what we want to run through or go through. And this is the type of court, the most important position. This is the type of quarterback I would like to have. Maybe Danny Dimes does fit that because he does have a similar body, I guess, to Josh Allen. He has the ability to run. And maybe just because Joe saw the success of Josh Allen, he's like, oh, we can do what we did with Josh Allen, with Danny Dimes, especially we bring in Dable. This is fine. And maybe that was a part of the pitch to the Maras or whatever. But I like that's why the Baker thing is so interesting. Yeah. With Andrew Barry, who has built this team. Like he even though he was young, at some point had visions of how he would build his team. It looks to be a very, hey, we're building through the run game. We're going to load up on the O-line. Shout out to We're going to get a road-grading tight end in the offseason, Austin Hooper. We're going to have two running backs that could be pro bowlers. Like, we are going to go through the ground. Does that mean that Andrew Barry also had visions and ideas that we are not going to be paying $30 million to a quarterback? Or is that something he has even thought about? You just have to realize that those types of ideas coming into positions exist now granted business sense might hold it back from happening but maybe danny dimes goes on a run with old day he, he makes eight million next year in his fourth year uh 21 and is if they pick up the for the fifth year yeah that ain't shit yeah. those things are going to be 220 million yeah. that, that salary cap is going to yeah. be so much money not saying the 21 million ain't shit and you would like to have it but if they were to pick that up i think that would be a very nice roll of the dice for them to figure it out yeah for sure much rather pay a guy 21 million than pay him 50 million over the next four years and find out that he stinks but don't you think it's also possible new gm if he doesn't like danny dimes they have all these picks you've heard this stuff about like hey russell wilson might want like and, oh. and to your point about mara like not really being patient i mean he's we've heard all the stories about him talking to his buddies saying i'm sick and fucking tired of losing i'm tired of telling you guys why we are losing it's new york they they need to win like isn't it possible that he comes in and maybe makes a splash and gets a guy like russell wilson could you could you think about joe shane pitching whatever head coach to come or talking to whatever head coach uh, let's just say you had uh, Danny Dimes as your quarterback. What would you do? Okay, let's say, we're just throwing names out here. You had uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> what would you do? Uh, 
we do whatever the fuck we wanted, right? Because yeah. it's Russell Wilson. That's an interesting thing. Maybe Danny is enough for the Seattle Seahawks to think to themselves, okay, we at least have somebody that can play quarterback. We get a bunch of picks. This isn't a full rebuild because we have the essence here. That's is right. what Pete Carroll, how Pete Carroll described that whole thing. A lot of decisions have to be made by Joe. I wonder how many have already been decided upon by the ownership. And if, you know... Would you take a job if going into it, you, all your decisions were already made for you? I don't like, you know, because maybe Joe comes in here and has a completely different vision for the thing. I assume that's already been talked about. He had two interviews before anybody else, I think, even had an interview. I think a lot of people said Mara had their eyes on old Joe Shane. He's been somebody that in league circles he's been talked about because what Buffalo has been able to build up there in Western New York. No pro bowlers on the defense side of the ball. No, right? no, no, no. I mean, so they stink, obviously. Big money, though. Hey, look for the Giants to not be able to build a defense because <laughs> Joe Shane and Bean weren't able to build a defense no. at all. They were number one, obviously, in the NFL, but no, no pro, pro bowlers. bowlers. Yeah. So they ain't worth a one fuck. All pros. Yeah, they ain't worth four, a damn up there. The poor guys worked to do because uh, I believe it was the Giants who couldn't field a 53-man roster yes. in the last week of the year because they didn't have enough cap space and they were that fucking terrible. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. They have no cap. Michael Lombardi tweeted, it's one thing to be a bad football team, it's another to be a bad football team and have zero cap space next year. And, you know, who knows what means for Saquon. Yeah. There's another wow. weapon that you could potentially trade away. What's that? What's well, that? Unfortunately, like, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but well, whenever well, I watch well, the well. Giants, unfortunately. Hey, good shirt. Let's say Shout out to the Galantes. My 23 and me is coming back soon. I think I might have some Italian. But besides the point, Saquon, like we've all kind of seen, has fallen off just a little bit after that knee surgery. Like, that's another guy you're yeah, probably going to Yeah, but does the team pay. stink or not? Yeah, their sure. line's not great. Yeah, that's but, the- absolutely. But even when he breaks away in the past, his rookie year, he was not getting caught. And every year this year that he broke away, he was getting caught. Okay, so Joe Shane's first comments as a head coach via a press uh, release. It's an honor to accept the position of general manager of the New York Giants, said Shane. I want to thank John Mara and Steve Tisch and their families for this tremendous opportunity. And obviously, I am grateful to Brandon and the Bills for the experience I've had in Buffalo. Now the work begins. My immediate focus is to hire a head coach with who I will work in lockstep with to create a collaborative environment for our football operations. Okay, so that's very important to him. He is saying we will cast a wide net. It can be former head coaches, first time head coaches, but more importantly, it has to be a person who possesses the ability to lead an organization and the ability to motivate and develop players. On the personal side, we will begin to evaluate our roster and prepare for the draft and free agency. Our goal is to build a roster roster that will be competitive, have depth, and most importantly, win football games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sign Joe Shane. New general manager of the New York Giants. Hey, listen, we're going to try to get a head coach so we can work in a collaborative effort. And that is always the goal, I think, from GM and head coaches is to have somebody that likes each other and wants to work together and be additives to each other's lives. But, man, in New York, it seems like that is a tough thing to do, especially when the bullets start flying and the team keeps stinking. And that's why Flores doesn't really make sense either. Why would a first-time GM, if you hear – I mean, I I guess it's possible that they do hit it off right away, but – Aren't you really rolling the dice if you bring in a situation? It's like, oh fuck, this guy hates my guts and doesn't want to be around me. He wants to make all the decisions. This wasn't a good idea. You would think maybe new GM would want a new head coach, right? Yeah. Just this is me being. Hey, let me put my first time GM hat on. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hey, how's it going? Hey, don't. Hey, I'm gonna build this team tough. We're gonna be physical. You know, like Frable's team, but a little bit more flash, probably. Even though they got some flash, but you get it. That's what I'm gonna do. All right, I get about. the job. Cool. All right. 
who do you want to hire as a head coach? Do you want to hire this head coach or a guy who's been a head coach at a place before and already has like how he thinks it should be run? Or do you maybe want to build with somebody that has never done the head coaching gig before? Now, I'm not saying that Joe Shane is going to have the same ideas as me. I am not thinking that anybody thinks the same way as I do. That is just, I, if I'm the GM, yeah. I'd like, hey, I'd like us to figure out what our best method is as opposed to having any preconceived thoughts on how it should be run. Now, if you can get a great head coach from the past, like Jim Caldwell, who's mm -hmm. interviewing with the Bears, I believe, and the Jaguars. Yes. But he said no to the Vikings and Texans. I, mm -hmm. I ain't going to miss it. It was negative 20. <laughs> yeah. It was negative 20 when we played. There is no chance I'm going there. This is via Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio. And he said no to the Las Vegas Raiders as well. I wonder what that's all about. Not 100% sure. Jim Caldwell, at this point, I'm happy he's picking and choosing jobs that he would potentially like. And I like that his names are back. His name's back in the circle, by the way. Congrats. Yeah. Good boy, Jim. Jim. But maybe Jim has been around for so long and been through so many different coaching regimes. He's like a great person to lean on from Joe. So I guess there is numerous ways to look at it where you could hire Jim and say, hey, you know, Joe, we did this in Baltimore when I was here. We did this in Tampa when I was there. We did this here. That's always something you could like. Or is it, hey, we want to kind of have a fresh start together and kind of build this thing how we would want to build it? Uh, Joe Shane was also with the Dolphins from 2008 to 2016. So if he wants information on Flores, I assume he can talk to someone in that organization to so he was there. He was there when the offensive line coach was doing his. That's right. Mm -hmm. hey, line that meetings in the bathroom stall. Hey, that guy used to get his players to move bodies. <laughs> oh yeah, right. they were juiced up for every practice. Hey, there's. Hey, that guy's engine was all time. Yeah, never oh, yeah. stopped. All actually. time. He was putting that premium in. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, serious was, fuel. Yeah, he was putting like in, Miami. Yeah, he was putting in. Uh, you know, uh, diesel. Oh, oh yeah, what? for sure. Yeah. What else do they put in that? Stuff? I mean, uh, I've seen a lot of documentaries. Premium yeah, premium ninety three. I think in some places, yeah. yeah but Probably Castrol, premium ninety five. Castrol yeah. GTX. I'm, ta I'm talking about actual cocaine. You guys are talking. Oh. You guys are still doing the yeah. gas metaphor. I, I was talking about. <laughs> I was talking about actual oh. the documentary. Well, they're putting yeah. actual gas. Diesel. Yeah, yeah diesel, diesel gasoline in there. Right. there. I forget what else they put in there to create that substance that some people get hooked on. That I get blamed. People. People accuse me of uh, utilizing cocaine mm -hmm. on a regular basis just because, Naturally. you know, I speak fast and I stand a lot. And I think they're like, oh, this guy's got to be on something. I go the other way, actually. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a clouds guy. I head yeah. to the clouds, mm -hmm. not to uh, – I don't head to the, uh, the uh, turbo yeah, engine. Yeah, right. I, I head to the clouds. That's mm -hmm. a different thing there. But, you know, that was happening in that building. They weren't winning a lot of games, but no. that was happening in there. The boys were moving bodies around. He, with that existence and history maybe – Maybe he pulls from people of the past to build his staff. And that's always something you got to think. And uh, everybody always talks about nepotism being something in all walks of life. And nepotism is obviously who you know, not what you know, and how you get your jobs. And normally families, I think, in there. But in the football world, you can normally tell through trees. Like, this person's going to bring this person because they were together. Even though this person has a great job at this place. Well, could get a little bit better pay, Andrew, with your guy at this other place. I'm excited to see him piece together his team. Will it be more people from Buffalo when there was obvious success or down in Miami where chaos seemed to happen mm, yeah. on a regular basis? And what about the head coaching search? Good for the Giants making a decision. Yeah. Congrats to them being the first hire. There you go. Now, let's get to some stats about the divisional round. The Titans will play their first game since Halloween with Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones. They beat the Chiefs in the build with all three active and they also are getting these guys back maybe at the most rested and health they've ever had yeah now a lot of people are talking about the tennessee titans going on a run and the titans feel like a team that's getting healthier they were able to win games without their biggest star 
Oh, double deuce here, 2-2, for the hard way. Derrick Henry, King Henry, a man who used to run his ass over people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Every play. It was yeah. almost every mm -hmm. single play. Here, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. He gets hurt, Titans are fucked. Everybody thought it. Everybody. I think we all thought oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Tannehill, obviously a good quarterback. He's been able to put up good numbers. But without that play action where everybody on the earth is packing the box and he's got one-on-ones and a little bit more open people, he ain't going to be able to survive. Mm -hmm. They did. They thrived. They're number one in the AFC. They get their big dog back. Julio Jones, hopefully for playoffs, will make some big-time plays. Yeah. He's a big-time player. Mm -hmm. He's healthy. A.J. Brown being there. Everybody's talking, oh, this Titans team is going to go. I got a lot of people from Cincinnati tweeting me yesterday. Oh, really? You love Titans, huh? Is that because you're going to Nashville for a Friday night SmackDown tonight? What? what? Oh, maybe. Are you? Do you like the Titans because you, you know, like the way their organization operates and in Vrabel and everything like that? Well, right. maybe. What? Yeah. Do you like the Titans because they're getting everybody back healthy and they seem to be good? You know, like better than they ever were, and they're the number one senior. Maybe. And then he said, well, do you like the Titans because their fucking pass defense is terrible and Joey Burrow's about to throw for 5,000 yards tomorrow? That what? is the thought around Cincinnati. I got more than 15 tweets from Bengals fans saying, hey, why don't you look into the pass defense for the Tennessee Titans and then think about what Joey Burr, Joey B, Joey Burrow is going to do to that defense? And that is a very valid point. I don't dive into the numbers. I'm not a big stats guy. I like just feeling the vibe. Hey, what team is feeling good? Now, I I have won a lot more bets than I have lost, but obviously a lot of my same game parlays that are plus 700 and plus 1,000 have not hit. But I'm a big, you know, Jimmy's and Joe's guy. That's right. Sure. How are they feeling? They're healthy. They're back. They got a, a legacy to build. They're going to be motivated. This person's smarter than this person. I like this person. I have trust that this person's going to figure it out. Uh, Vrabes, after an eight-day or plus rest of what his record, I think he's 8-0 or something like that, mm -hmm. and his record with rest, it's like, I think that guy's going to figure it out. And I love that Zach Taylor's sending the boys around town into Kentucky with balls, mm -hmm. and I think that is an incredible story. But I just, in my heart, immediately go, oh, Titans are going to fucking dominate, and Nashville is going to be amazing. I guess that is something we should think about, because that Bengals offense and don't hey you got obviously you know uzama out there yeah who is one of the most electrifying guys that's come on tv he is great i don't know why he doesn't do more interviews maybe we should request him have we requested him uh, well, uh i believe we did because him did. and aj had the yeah they post that thing on social media. oh yeah yeah uh -huh. yeah yeah Anyways, he's awesome. Yeah. He's very good at the football. And Jamar Chase and Joey Burrow are becoming a tandem that people are holding up in there like, oh, this is like, uh, this is Aaron and Devontae. Yeah. Not the same because they have like eight years together right. or whatever. But these guys are going to be way up here. They're going to be good. Higgins, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then you also have Big Boyd, who's running oh, wild. Yeah. And in the backfield, they got Mixon, who's a hell of a baller. So I think Cincinnati feels as if, like, not just the puncher's chance in a game, because they do have the kill factor, but they think, like, what they are good at, the Tennessee Titans are bad at. And that bodes very well for Cincy in their eyes. And, by the way, I don't blame them at all. Uh, Monday, I thought I was I might end up taking the Bengals. But then with the D-line issues, and then you look into Vrabel when he's had this, and it's the first time they've had all these guys back for the Titans. The pass defense, they're 17th in, in opponents' yards per pass and 25th in yards per game as far as Titans' pass defense. So that is something. But Derrick Henry in the ground game against that Bengals defense who's D-line uh, is missing two of their key key guys. That, that that was the part where I was like, and Vrabel 8-0 with time to prepare versus Zach fucking Taylor. Whoa. Jeez. Tony. Jeez. Whoa. Zach Taylor. I mean, Zach Taylor's record is 
been pretty terrible yeah. before this year, but yeah. he's also trying to find his footing. Yeah. yeah. Zach Taylor also did not say he would cut his penis off to Check. win the Super Correct. Bowl, and I think that's kind of why. Playoff Has he ever been asked? That's good. No, that's but that point. is one of those things that you just come out and say, hey, I will cut my dick off to win this game right now. And maybe he would come out and say it this week because he is t- uh, playing against a coach who has already won multiple Super Bowls. Yeah. And now he's coaching a team and saying, yeah, I already got kids. I mean, we figure out how I pee, I guess. Yeah. I'll cut my dick off. <laughs> Take my pipe away, and I still want to win the Super Bowl. That's what Vrabel said, Jerry. Jerry Smith, that's that's the quoting. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Bloomberg, that's the quoting of actually what Mike Vrabel said. Head coach of the NFL team that is undefeated with more than eight days rest or to prepare for a team. I mean, I just – every te- I think Aaron said it the other day. Every team believes they have a way to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every team has a plan. Every team has an idea. And the Bengals won – if I'm in Cincy, I'm very pumped. I'm very excited because what has, you know, brought you guys into the dance has been this offense that is just cold-blooded. Mm-hmm. I mean, just absolutely cold-blooded. They make plays whenever you don't think they're going to make plays. They're electrifying. They take shots. They seem to be schematically out-scheming people. It's just all of these things for the Bengals. If I'm a, a part of Who Day, I'm very pumped, but I ain't leaving the Titans. I, I just... Eh. You're going to have to prove me you can stop fucking Derek Henry. I, I think I, I really think it's going to be a very close game, but doesn't like playoff experience is a thing. Like the Titans have had battles with the Patriots the last couple of years, battles with the Ravens the last couple of years. Like they've been hardened already by the playoffs. Like they know what it takes to win in the playoffs. Not that the Bengals didn't get one last week, but it was 30 years and they're very, very young. So I've always made this comparison and I've said it and I've had moments uh, where I've had to perform a, a pretty, you know, intense task under a lot of pressure yeah okay i've had a couple of those Mm -hmm. moments in my life and sometimes it's gone good sometimes it's gone bad there's just those moments where you get in your brain right and it's how you handle those moments it's all mental right this is all your brain so maybe in those big moments or in those playoff whenever you're facing a little adversity there is something to being there before but i've said this you know whenever you're standing okay and you got one ping pong ball left and there is just you know your 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 cups have just been eliminated oh yeah mm-hmm. it's rebuttal and you're standing there and there is an entire crowd of uh-huh. people i'm not saying it's the exact same feeling but there is some thoughts that go through your brain about overthinking something or doing something or oh i gotta try this i gotta try that and that is what happens in those big moments so i do believe that having experience in those moments helps but joey burrows in the national championship mm-hmm. jamar chase these yeah. guys have no they don't know what they don't know they, it feels like they don't even realize what they're doing is incredible especially for a city like cincinnati so i think it can go both ways but i think you're right i think having those moments that you can rely back on like oh i did this in this moment or oh i have i have felt these nerves or anxiety or these thoughts have come through my mind before and i've been able to just power through it and not even worry about it and execute i think that is a big deal but a lot of those maybe zach taylor I mean, maybe for Zach Taylor, mm-hmm. but I think like Joey, I don't think he gives a fuck. I, I think Joey Burrow is one of the coolest dudes of all time. Yeah, I agree. honestly, I honestly believe that. I, I don't think he has a clue what the moment is or how it is. And I think that's great news for him. And I wish more people had that. I think. Yeah, definitely not concerned about him, you know, being afraid of the big moment. But like if Derrick Henry comes out and rushes for 250 yards, <laughs> like, are, are we going to be surprised? Probably not. And their odds are the third best as the one seed in the AFC. Like, I bet those go from plus 850 to like plus 
plus 300 if Derrick Henry comes out as the same exact guy and you know is the freshest we've ever seen him in the playoffs. Yeah, the Titans, who are the one seed at home, are plus 850 to win the entire Super Bowl. Uh, the Bengals are plus 1,500. So not a lot of uh, hope from the sports books that the Bengals are going to be able to go in there and get a dub uh, or get a dub in the end, but we'll see how it goes. Bills plus 500, Chiefs plus 400. So the Titans with a one seed getting their best player back. Home field advantage, get a chance to now add even more disrespect to the entire conversation. I'm so excited to watch this division. I am so pumped for it. Almost thought about sticking around for the game. Really? 430s. I mean that's a long time. Yeah, Yeah, that's why. If it was, if it was, if it was one, I think I'm I'm trying to figure out how I can stay the night. But I am. Flying home immediately after SmackDown, so I can get a nice full, uh, you know, morning of sleep, mm-hmm. and then I am going to be fucking jacked up to see if Derrick Henry's still fucking Derrick Henry, and we're going to find out early, probably, right? He yeah. looks tentative at all if he looks anything like that, and even if he's only gaining a half a yard or one yard, I think we'll be able to tell if Derrick Henry is still mm-hmm. Derrick Henry or not, and that is going to be a big time live bet too. I, I think live betting tomorrow uh, should be a big time option for us as well. Yeah, I do think we'll be able to tell how this game's going to go pretty early. I mean. You would if the Bengals dream scenario would be they get out then like gangbusters and score quick and like kind of force the Titans to pass. But don't you think it'll ultimately come down to whichever team their strength, whichever team does that better? Like if the Titans just control the ball and limit possessions and the Bengals end up only getting, you know, five or six possessions and basically have to score on every one to win the game, like that they need it to be a shootout to win. I hey, think. Aaron Rodgers played that life a little bit. Oh yeah. Like hey, every single time we have the ball, we have to have a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. And there's some teams where, for whatever reason, even if you have a good defense, there's some days where an offense just starts steamrolling. Yeah. In the offense, I assume on the team that defense is getting killed, they have to look around and be like, hey, we have to. Sc- uh, we're all seeing what's going on here. We have to score. But if the Tennessee Titans get an opportunistic turnover and they're running the ball well, I mean, it just you see a recipe for success that I assume Vrabel is talking about today. Mm-hmm. We'll see how Joe does if you don't get on fucking field. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> And he puts his boxing gloves on. Come here, Derek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see if you got it, man. And Vrabel's just hitting him with haymakers. Oh. Hey, let me see those ribs real quick. How we feeling? <laughs> I might suit up if you can't get going. Uh, just like the Titans in tomorrow night. Obviously, you got Packers hosting the Niners. Uh, Jimmy G and Bosa, both full participants in practice yesterday, I mm-hmm. believe. Yep. So that's good news for the Niners faithful that Bosa appears to be all the way through the concussion protocol. They're not going to let him be a full participant in practice if the brain ain't good even if it's a walkthrough that ain't gonna happen so let's assume that the freak show bosa is going to be playing tomorrow night and very well jimmy g also playing jimmy g by the way said hey i ain't i might be pretty as shit you know i might be incredibly attractive sure i might do my thing here but I, and I might miss some games, but the games that I miss, it's because I'm forced to miss them. I'm a tough son of a bitch, dude. Oh, yeah. Let's not get this thing twisted. And he's got a beat up thumb and a shoulder going into freezing fucking cold Lambo. And this is the first game that Jimmy has played under 32 degrees. Yeah. Uh oh. Hashtag stat that. Aaron Rodgers has some absurd record mm. in cold games, like 17 and two, or maybe that might be his. 
No, that's Tom Brady's record. Seventeen and three, yeah. In the playoffs, and fourteen and six or something like, against I think it was the like spread. Thirty-seven and eleven. Yeah, his yeah. last his last twenty games in the playoffs, he's seventeen and three. That's Tom Brady. Yes, fourteen and six against the spread, mm-hmm. and then they won it. They did an entire thing that was like the next closest person is at whatever this is. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers though, in games below thirty-two. Thirty-one, eleven, and one against the spread. And uh, Jimmy G's never played in a game under thirty-two degrees. Yikes. Something to think about. It's that home field advantage right there. Something to think about. And then the other number that... But Jimmy might be a fucking cold-as-ice assassin. Oh, yeah? What if he actually gets better in the call? Oh, I like this, actually. He's got the same turtleneck on as Aaron. What if he's telling the San Francisco 49ers equipment managers, hey, I need that same... You know that turtleneck, Aaron? It's really cool. It's like a long john-looking son of a bitch. I need that thing, and then I need the long sleeves. And then, you know what? Why why not give me the Mac Jones? Mm -hmm. I assume that's what he will be wearing. I don't think so. Everyone saw what Mac looked like. Yeah, he can't do it. He don't care. He's a Brady disciple still. We can't forget Jimmy, Jimmy G had a lot of years under Brady and that is a Brady thing. Yeah, but Brady never looked like that. Well, yeah, Mac Jones is uncomfortable. very different than how Brady has looked his entire career as well. I will I say mean, Mac looked awesome last night at the Bruins game. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was having a good time with the boys. Andrews chugging a beer. Yeah, slaughtering. Jersey on backwards, mm-hmm. pointing, loving Mac Jones. Yeah, with the, it was the Mac Jones Bruins jersey, too. Yeah. yeah, And Hunter Henry was there. It's a nice little night out with the boys, you know, enjoy the offseason. Wrap off up the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. before you head out to do the offseason work, enjoy it a little bit. I Come assume on. the first couple of days after that was a tough pill to swallow. Oh, we, we just brutal. got dog walked by our divisional opponent in the playoffs. Yeah. But just like we said going into that game, this is going to be a documentary piece. Yeah. If, Hopefully. If Mac Jones goes on to be some who's just like we just saw with the Mandarin Arena, this is a, a, a thing we had to experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had good success. We made it in the playoffs. You know, I can almost see Mac Jones sitting in the chair that Tom Brady's sitting. We had good success. You know, we made it in the playoffs. We're learning who was a part of our culture. I was learning the game. I wore that thing on my face. I was blowing <laughs> air on the sideline. I mean, it was a real thing. We had to go through that, though, to really go through uh, the championships that we end up winning. Like, that's what it felt like going into it. Maybe that'll be the case. It was nice to see the boys celebrating. But with that being said, what if Jimmy G is a guy? What if Jimmy G is? Uh-huh. He's from Illinois. I mean, it's not like it's, he's from Florida or California. Shut up. And I'm going to say this as somebody that's from a cold fucking town, went to college in a cold fucking town, and live in a cold fucking town now. I'd, I'd perform much better if it's warmer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, the body does that. Aaron Rodgers has that mental fuckery that uh-huh. not a lot of people can do. I think we watch him every single Tuesday, and I cannot believe he said fuck. That's despicable. He just can't have it. That he immunized son of a bitch mm-hmm. talking to Kay Adams, who you know buried the show the yeah, other day, came on a bachelor swine. show. It was unbelievable. No, not what you just said there. <laughs> Zito. You're the swine. Zito, you've been popping off today. Uh, Easy. Zito, I mean, geez oh, Louise. That's on me. That's on me. That's because she buried the bears because yeah. she's from Chicago and never got in But anyway, she bashed the show. Yeah, big time. Just pick and then we saw a piece of the interview she's doing with Aaron Rodgers that'll be aired on the NFL uh, Network's kickoff show, Game Day Live or whatever it is. And he said, fuck. <gasps> oh, yeah. my God. He did. Had it turned off. And Don Brennan at Sun Don B. Aaron Rodgers dropping an F-bomb in an interview on NFL Network with KM says a lot about what kind of person he is. This wasn't after a game or an incident when emotions were running high. This was Rodgers doing whatever he wants as usual. What a role model. Hashtag NFL. 
Hmm. Okay. Make sure everybody that's searching for the NFL gets to see this. Don. Yeah. This guy follows me on Twitter. He's from Canada. Nice. Mm-hmm. Ottawa, I believe. Oh, tweeted, you don't say. He has tweeted a lot of things. Uh, yeah, you know, he is. But he... Uh, <laughs> This guy's a real life fucking cowboy. Yeah, he is. is that what a role model? Sarcastic. Um, yeah, I believe. It is. But it's hard on tweets to get that yeah. entire thing. He tweets. Uh, this guy has been tweeting a couple weeks in a row now about something that Aaron has said. He follows uh, me on Twitter, and I've seen him pop up, and they've all been kind uh, Bad, about yeah. Aaron. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he's gone viral for something dumb. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I ain't never seen a ratio quite like what this motherfucker. Got oh yeah, right here. This guy has no idea that he got dunked on, and maybe he's doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100 sure. Maybe he. He is just a uh, pot stirrer. Maybe this isn't a real thing. Maybe this is like gim- uh, gimmick Don Brennan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But don't you think the people that swear are actually better role models because they're not filtering anything to give you a lie? They're telling you the actual truth. I think there's been numerous studies that have actually pointed out to the fact that the people that swear are actually normally more intelligent than the humans that don't. You also can trust people that swear probably a little bit more. Now, that is not... Me saying that because I swear, I just think that this is things that I've read upon my life because I've always swore and people have always come after me. And I'm like, I don't think that's the case. I'm just, I mean, this is just how I naturally speak. And then I get presented with research that kind of makes me feel better about myself, which is kind of the world that we live in that people do that. But I don't think swearing is something that in 2022, we should still be getting anywhere near upset about, especially with the way the internet works, the way humans work. And with the way everybody seems to be putting on a fake facade for all these years, it's kind of getting thrown out the window with authenticity and genuine things becoming real. So Aaron actually swearing to her, I think was him complimenting Kay that he was comfortable enough to have an actual conversation with her. And these old whites are just going to do what old whites are going to do, I guess. And this guy can fuck right off. Yeah, I mean, watch the game. You know, he's a fucking football player. He's not a priest. I mean, these guys swear every once in a while, you know. And like you said, I think that is, you know, if when he comes on and swear it's it's almost like it, it's just disarming if someone comes on the show and you're not expecting them to swear and they do it's like oh they're oh, comfortable okay. enough right, to not just have some bullshit you know rehearsed conversation that they've had a thousand times we're probably going to get something a little bit different and i don't nope. think that instance How dare is any you. different you ruined interviewing aaron first of all mm-hmm. Kay was right and now look Kay was right look what you've turned him into he's swearing on NFL Network, you've got him so comfortable that he's dropping f bombs on the NFL. No, Network. he didn't say it. They bleeped it. Yeah, oh, yeah. they bleeped it out. It's Bleeping is worse, by the way. Should just mute. Yeah, because then you have to create the word in your own mind. Yeah, you're whenever saying. whenever people bleep, it's like almost worse than saying yeah. fuck. Yes, it's yeah. like oh whoa, Wait, what whoa, 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 whoa. Then you got to go back and try to guess what the word was. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was clearly fuck. He just said fuck, and then mm-hmm. you got to tell your kid. Oh, he said, said fuck. fuck. Well, <laughs> I think that is that is an entire work. thing in of itself. But I do love whenever all these olds get all ruffled. Oh know? yeah, like, and hey. especially Don. Like to your point, the smartest man of our generation, Gary V, swears every sure. other word, Good and point. Don is talking about role models five times. Don five times. This man was a New York Times bestseller, so you watch it when you're talking about swearing, brother. Hey, didn't you? Uh, we did some research on the Nelk Boys yes, uh, and their incredible did. business acumen of mm-hmm. making this $23 million in one day or whatever. Yeah. Gary Vee was, was uh, part of that whole thing. A couple no, days before. Say. Yeah, he's the one that turned them on to it, and then they were like, yeah. holy shit. Gary V's right, and here they are just a week later. 20- of course, yeah, you're goddamn right, Fox. I heard that back oh there. Oh, my God. Gary's everywhere. He, he is. is. All he did him. was went to that Twitter website and just punched in an NFT. That's all he had to do. Boom. I don't know. What was that? I don't, what, what, I don't that know what that easy. Do we know what that, that was? I don't no. know who he's taking a shot at, but I need to get to a break. <laughs> <laughs> 
Our Super Bowl champion, resident co-host for the last two hours, AJ. Hi. Hey, AJ, how you doing, pal? Oh, I'm doing great, pal. How are you guys doing? Hey, life is good. I got a Bloomberg article about me. You know, oh, yeah. That's that business you would never want. You don't get it, dude. Yeah. The toxic table is here. Jerry Bloomberg just writing up good pieces on you, right? Jerry with a G. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, wearing the Gabagool Hi, shirt. AJ. Hey, it's a gift from the Galantes. You ever heard of them? Yeah, I have. The real Italians, you mean? Yeah, of course oh. I've heard of them. Well, I don't know. Like, I think Legit Italians instead of people like you that are imposters. Yes, oh, they're a great family. Great group of people. What's your deal? Oh, for the serious Alex listeners, the he's ring, pointing bro. to his pinky ring. No one's listening on serious. Yeah, nobody please. listens to the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> of how many times I do the things. I like actually that. know a few people that do. Why? I was shocked. Me too. Tell me. They're in their car. They're in their car, like at that time, at the time of the show, every once in a while, going to lunch or something. And I don't want to. I'm not going to get into this entire thing, but I believe there. I mean, you could play that. Yeah. I, yeah. Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Not getting into it. We hear no information from Sirius about who listens, what listens, if anybody listens. Uh, but we do appreciate everybody that listens on Sirius. What you did miss was me showcasing that I am Italian to AJ Hawk, mm -hmm. which gets called into question every fucking day. It really does. It's unbelievable. Hey, listen, AJ, just because you ain't never had no gabagool or any gravy, don't you come after me. You hear me? I just, I always, whenever things like this happen and we talk, I just wonder, like, what are the people that tune in for the very first time ever think about this show? <laughs> well, then they write articles that are very, yeah. uh -huh. we think he's successful because he's flamboyant. A lot of F-bombs. It's the post-Trump era of the NFL. What? Yeah. Oh, I got to read this. Okay. No, uh, no, you don't, actually. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a quick read. My guy, it is a quick read. Yeah. My guy, Robert yes. Mathis, gave it. Very thankful for Robert Mathis uh, for giving a quote. I didn't ask him to. They asked him to. I'm thankful for that. Darius Bob. Butler got quoted in Bloomberg. Yeah, D-Butt. Let's go, D-Butt. Tom Griswold of the Bob and Tom Show. Thank you to him. Uh, Nick Kahn, CRO of the WWE. I mean, a lot of interviews. Wow. CF I don't know if CFO Phil got any quotes. No, he got a mention. He got a mention. He got a mention. Phil talked to the guy for 30 minutes or whatever. I mean, that was an entire thing we took out of our day. Any of the boys? Any of the boys get quoted? Uh, they did not get Knuckleheads. Ah! Talk about wisecracking knuckleheads. There it is. He yeah, was there was smart a mention, not to reach out to us. A mention of a gambling show and a hockey show. Didn't yeah. name the shows, but. <laughs> Very nice of that Why guy. Well, that's like sports analyst here. You know? Yeah, yeah. Sports analyst. That's we'll, legit. We'll be joined by Sports Insider, by the way. Holy mm -hmm. shit. I could have given him some good quotes about you. He should have reached out to me. I Honestly, I assumed you. he did reach out to you, and it, I was going to read it in the thing. Yeah, I was very I, surprised I'm only here he with didn't. you every single day. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't reach out to anybody to ask, like, hey, did they reach out oh, to you or anything? Like, I didn't want – I was, like, excited to see. Like, I was actually pretty pumped to read, like, oh, who do I hate? Who do I like? Who in my life? You know, this whole thing. And I thought you just weren't telling us that you got quoted in there, but you were not even reached out to. Huh? Oh, no, he didn't He didn't reach out to me. I would have yeah, given him some great stuff on you. No, I, I don't know if it would have been used – I heard he called and AJ was busy at like a gala or one of the oh. he mentioned at the end. No, it was very nice of Jerry to do it. We appreciate it, but it's just a weird thing. Anton Diggs is here. The Hammer Don Cowboy and Bubba Gumpino's in the back. We appreciate you, Foxy Zito and Nick. Uh, me and Foxy will be leaving after this hour. The boys will take you home into the weekend with phone calls and more things. I got to travel down the beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, which is the home of the first game tomorrow in the divisional round. Yeah. The Titans and the Bengals. And AJ, we talked 
talked about this in the last hour, but I'd like to get your take on this entire thing. I feel as if the Titans are just going to go ahead and do this thing. Okay, the Titans are going to go ahead and do this thing. They're getting healthy. They're getting their weapon back. Vrabel's like undefeated after eight or more days break. He's got a big time brain, doesn't get the credit because mostly he's out there and, you know, flicking darts and spitting tobacco. And he's the Ohio guy to a T, basically. So I like the Titans. I got a lot of tweets from Cincinnati Bengals fans last night, though, telling me, like, hey, the Titans' pass defense is not good. They are not good. And that is where we are elite. So the Bengals all feel like they have an opportunity through their strength of pass game. And the Titans, I feel like everybody else feels good about. It's going to be an electrifying weekend. And hopefully we'll get a chance to see Derrick Henry do his thing. Uh, But no matter what the case is, Maybe Joey Burrow lights this thing up tomorrow. I mean, maybe he does that. I'm I'm still kind of torn on on what I think is going to happen. Oh, when, you, know, when you say the Titans, hey, when you say the Titans are going to do this thing, do, what does that mean? Does that mean just win this game? Does that mean go win the Super Bowl? Like, what are you talking about? I'm not looking ahead. Okay, my life is smart, smart, uh, smart. checkers. Yeah, that's right. Be here now. My life is checkers. I am trying to get over whatever is in front of me so I can one day hopefully get kinged, and then guess what? I'm coming back like uh, Yakai and the macaque. Boom, uh, monkeys. I heard. I heard. Yeah, we had a, a changing of the guard. Uh, the guard at, uh, with the macaques? Yeah, but it was not a peaceful changing of the guards. No, no. no. Yakai ran over her mom and then three others before getting yeah. to the top and said, get the fuck out. This is my macaque kingdom now. Mm-hmm. Well, so did Wayne she them. kill these other co- macaques? Uh, I do believe it is a battle. I don't, I don't know yeah. if death happened, but it is a battle. It's an alpha strength uh, you have to showcase. And then you move to the top of the pyramid, top of the tier. That We are now in the Yakai uh, reign. Yeah. of this particular macaque crew uh, troop, which is 677 total monkeys. It's a lot of stress and pressure she just signed up for. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Good luck out there, Yakai. <laughs> long may she reign. Yeah, I mean, long may Yakai reign. Yes. But also, I mean, you don't know what's coming across that desk now that you're at the top of the macaque no. queendom. Mm, and that is something that Yakai hasn't thought about. But what I'm thinking is, uh, this weekend, I like where the Titans are at. I don't know what's going to happen next weekend. I have no idea. I think it's probably going to be the Bills, uh, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs, so who knows how that whole thing's going to go. But I like the Titans this weekend for whatever reason. Three-and-a-half-point favorites, that's a lot of points. I'll probably try to tease that or parlay a money line thing in there because it is the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen. Three-and-a-half is a pretty good amount. Uh, you could win by one or two and get fucked over in the end there. But I like the Titans for whatever reason. AJ, I don't know why. They're getting healthy. Derrick Henry's back. It's Nashville. Yeah. Hey, how you yeah. doing? Hey, maybe they get down there and they run the ball in the gobble goal. Yeah. Hey, maybe they get hot down there with the gold in the Parmesan down there. Hey. hey maybe they yeah. get down there. Hey. You know, I don't always love the things you do and say. But I dare wouldn't call you an imposter like AJ. That was disgusting. Well, the only thing that matters is that your name is Franklis, Franklin <laughs> Giovanni Nicholas Augustino Moraldo. Mm-hmm. And what you say is vastly more important than what Aaron James Hawk has to say. I'm standing up for Nick and the rest of the Italians. That's what I am. Oh, that's what people do all the time. Oh, I'm offended for this person. Yes, I'm white white knighting. Isn't it called like white knighting? That's what I'm doing? Yeah, we don't need your help. We don't need your help, Aaron James Hawk. Not a racial thing, idiot. I saw you think of a racial (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking to me? Yeah, I did think you were saying something. It's not a racial thing. Well, you said that and then he followed up with (laughs) Aaron James Hawk. Yeah, I mean, that is... I don't know how you don't expect me to feel that way. I mean, well, Jet Passon did. He's the one yeah, that you know was disparaging my name. Can we it? get back to the fucking Bengals Titans game? The Gobble is going to be good. I'm back. 
I'm back on the Titans train. I think the Titans, I think they're pissed off. Yes. No one's giving them any respect. I love what Braves is doing. Obviously, Derrick Henry's a monster. And I think the Titans D-line is going to find a way to disrupt Joe Burrow. Okay, let's move to the Saturday night primetime game, one in which we are obviously invested in because next week's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday could be an absolutely beautiful one or one that's like, oh, no, what happened? What's the future look like? Uh, Packers, Niners, and we have some inside information that Bosa is a full participant. Jimmy G is a full participant. Who else will be in that game? Who will be out of that game? There's a lot of questions joining us to give us all the answers. The sports insider for numerous different companies ladies and gentlemen ian rapaport Hello, baby, what's up that was a that was a good intro i do have a lot of good baseball insights specifically to the mets so sports Whoa, insider actually sounds like you garbage. sound terrible yeah, 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 sound. this is the five hold on. airpods out hold on yeah. hold on yeah, this happened before this guy first in nickelodeon did that work wait there we go. Now he got me? Someone. Good? Everybody good? No? Not good? Is he, is he yeah, I don't know. We can see your lips. We can't hear. We see your lips moving. We cannot hear the words that you're saying. What is going he drop on? his computer in the snow on the ski hill? Oh, oh, no, no I didn't drop my computer. We see his mouth still moving. Call me right back. Call me back. What? Why don't you call us back? Wait, wait. What's going on? <laughs> no, I just that means he heard. He yep. knew that I heard. Yep. Classic. Absolutely gotcha. classic. Sometimes some things are for us. You know? I hope he doesn't come back. I hope he just doesn't answer. <laughs> Man, I have genuine, genuine he happiness should. when stuff like that. Oh, are we back? Oh yeah! Yeah, let's go. Sports right. Sports Insider here, uh, Ian Rappaport. No, I'm only saying that because AJ went on to your network and they said uh, former NFL linebacker and sports analyst. It's like, okay. I mean, really? No, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Somebody had to type that up to, and they did it on purpose. Hey, let's give this guy the most bland, worst title we can give him. Bang! Got him. Put him out there, and now his phone's gonna freeze too. Bang! Let's go ahead and send him out there. He's in a parking lot in Ohio. The 5G things are getting built. Bang! Yeah, that's kind of what happened over there. So Sports Insider Ian Rappaport is joining us of uh, the network that Elite owns. Um, Ian? Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I'm with you. Sorry. No, this is just me being petty. You know, I mean, this is yeah. just me being petty. But um, hey, look, they they hit your guy AJ, so you should defend him. I support that. This is like when uh, an offensive lighting. lineman gets a penalty and the quarterback gets hit. I'm like, you know what? Defend your guy. Oh yeah, that's right. And by the way, I was I used, okay with it. Sports I used, analyst makes sense to me. I'm, I'm okay with it. Well, you, you, nobody's listening to you talk about any other sport than football. Okay, <laughs> yeah, if, they, if they would have put football analyst. I think we Dime were story. Yeah. just sports yeah. analysts. I guess I respect because you do talk about the macaque monkey baseball games yeah. that happen out That's there. True. And that is mm-hmm. sports and everything like anyways, Ian, it's divisional round tomorrow. You're probably busy. Let's get to it. Um, okay. Bosa, Jimmy G are back. Um, yes. Full participants. That means they're playing. There's some other question marks on that squad. I think we're looking ahead to Friday. And then for the Green Bay Packers, there's a bunch of who's in, who's out. What do you know about that primetime game on Saturday? Uh, let's start with there. Let's start there. Okay, 49ers. Uh, Jimmy G's going to play. Bosa's going to play. Bosa should be officially taken off the injury report today. He was a full participant yesterday, which means all he's uh, waiting on is the independent neurologist. So that should come soon. Hold and on. How does, how does he even get back on the practice if the independent neurologist hasn't even put him out there, that, right? That's the final step. So he's got to go through the protocol each different step. You go 
um, it's physical activity, then it's limited in practice, then it's full. And then the last thing is the independent neurologist, not a team doctor, but the independent neurologist clears you and then you're good to go. You're taking off the injury report. So that should come today. That's, that huh. makes no sense, by the way. That's kind of fishy. Hey, full participant in practice. Hey, we think you're good, and then we'll get a independent on the other side to decide whether or not that was a good decision 24 hours ago. Whatever the case, he's back yes. probably is what we're thinking. Yeah. He's back, uh, and Jimmy G's back too. I Going back and looking at the second half of the Jimmy G performance last weekend, the shoulder definitely bothered him. Mm. Like, And it was also interesting because Kyle Shanahan was like, I thought he looked fine. He threw it perfectly. And Jimmy G was like, I was definitely affected by these throws. So that's not the same thing. Um, and I don't really know why, but I, it's just it's just something to watch. And, like, I don't know if he's going to numb it or not. But if he does, then I would say second half you have to wonder, like, how effective is he going to be? It's just, there's just a small bit of questions about, uh, about Jimmy G and what his effectiveness is going to be like. Um, but he's going to play. Uh, Fred Warner, low ankle sprain that he re-aggravated. He also was going to play, so it seems like the 49ers are probably pretty as pretty close to full strength as they could be. How about the Packers? A lot of question marks over there. They said, uh, I think you said Bakhtiari is questionable, but he played in the last game. He's definitely playing in this one, right? These are just all kind of bullshit <laughs> statuses? I, I think Bakhtiari plays, but from what I understand, he basically was like, I don't feel great. I need to see... Pre-game, I need to work out pre-game to see if I can go. So that's why he's questionable. That's a big he time. He's playing. That's a big deal. Look, I, I think he's playing There's too, no but way. I would definitely not say for sure because Ooh. he, you know, this has been like a battle coming. I mean, it's a major injury. He's been. He didn't practice yesterday. Uh, questionable. Like I think he'll go, but I wouldn't bet my life on it. Like he's got to work out and feel good, and then say that he's going to go. And you do risk your life. You did ski on the bunny hill just a few days ago. So. No, I skied on the big hill after the bunny hill. Hey! hey, congratulations. Those are big steps, obviously. Let's talk about the rest of the Packers. Uh, Smith, Alexander, you name it, whoever else is back, who isn't? Uh, so they need to officially activate these guys today. Randall Cobb went yesterday, so he was officially taken off IR. He's going to play, which, I mean, you know, I don't know what his stats are going to be. But, like, there's going to be a third down or a red zone play or something where he is huge and clutch, and I would imagine he's going to make a big play for the Packers at some point. Uh, Rodgers just depends on him, and trust is, like, what it's all about now. Uh, I believe Jair Alexander should be able to play. Zadarius Smith should be able to play. And I believe Whitney Merciless should be able to play. Wow. That is a lot. I mean, that's we've been talking about this for a couple weeks, but that's basically all of them. I mean, that's... That's a bunch of all pros and good players and good veterans who should be out on the field. Hey, Ian, we know some guys have stepped in and played very well, especially in that Packers defense. Do we know how they're going to shuffle things around now if Jair comes back? No, and I think that's sort of the big question. Really, like, who goes in the slot? How do they handle it? And I would imagine they mix it up. But, you know, like, I feel like this is – teams don't have any sort of schematic advantage going into the playoffs. Everyone knows everything. This actually could be kind of like a we really don't know how the Packers are going to play, which I think would explain why they've kind of kept it under wraps. But I would imagine they'll do some rotating, and I don't think Alexander will be able to play a full 
slate, but I would expect him to be out. All right, let's go to the the first game of the weekend where we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. Who they? Who they? Who they? they going to be the Bengals? Maybe the Titans at home tomorrow at 4.30 to kick off the divisional round. Do you have any more information on Derrick Henry, how they plan on playing him? We know Julio's back, AJ's back, Derrick Henry's back. It's the first time since Halloween that those three have been on the field together, I guess. That's unbelievable that they are the number one seed and have home field advantage. Congrats to Vrabel and the team, the entire team down there. Have you heard anything about how they're going to use Derrick Henry? Are they just going to – is this all systems go with Derrick Henry? Yeah. It feels like all systems go. and Never would have guessed. So he's going to start. He's going to play. And the only thing to me is sometimes – like Henry's awesome. So I don't – this is not like – this is just – Sometimes he takes a little while to get going and you just – I feel like this is a team that of all teams needs to stick with it. Keep running the ball. Keep throwing him at the line because he's going to break one. Like if he breaks one early, I'd say it's going to be one of those times where Derrick Henry goes off. But otherwise, I would say you need a you need to keep hammering because he's probably going to be a little rusty. He'll probably miss some holes. He hasn't played in several months. But physically, I feel like he's really pretty close to a hundred percent. Like to I would even say probably closer to a hundred percent now than if he had been playing the last like two months because he is in shape. He is almost running without a limp, and I think he is going to be good to go out there. Okay, that's great news for, obviously, Titans fans. Is there anything to think about on the Bengals' side? The defensive line was a little bit banged up, obviously, at the end of the last game. Trey Hendrickson is going to play because he's he's had blood bumping through his body. <laughs> so he's going to play the football regardless out there. But what should we think about for the Bengals whenever we look to project on who's going to win this game and cover? Yeah, I would say um, Trey Hendrickson is going to play. He got over his concussion earlier than – Bosa did, and that's like, you know, I don't know how big of a household name he is, but like you watch enough Bengals game, this guy is awesome. Um, awesome. And, it, you know, teams can often make mistakes throwing a lot of money at guys in free agency who they think are going to ascend, but this was a great example of it actually happening. Like, he's probably played better this year than he ever has in his entire career and definitely worth the money. Uh, the Larry Ogunjobi injury, he had, he had a list Frank, basically a break, and is having surgery, at, or at least had surgery, and it's a terrible injury. And, like, no one knows about Larry Ongajobi. Like, he's got a, you know, he's just not a household name, but he's great. And how strong the middle of that Bengals line is probably, like, the biggest question for me. Otherwise, like, this is a really good game between, I know the Titans are, the number one seed, but, like, this feels pretty evenly matched to me. You know? oh. It's a great way to start divisional round. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, AJ. What about Tampa Bay? I know Tristan Wirfs. They're still checking on him. He's in a boot, but he may play. What do you think about them? He walked out to practice today uh, with nothing on his ankle. So that is at least a good sign. And, you know, he's got to practice today. He's got to see how swollen it is. Bruce Arians was basically saying that he's having trouble telling the difference between how swollen his ankle is and the rest of his leg because it all kind of blends together, you know? Because he's got such huge legs, which but is just a weird visual. He's got this motherfucking big ass cankle right now. <laughs> we don't know where ankles, his ankle yeah. starts that's and where the, his calf. That's the medical meets. term. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he practiced today. Generally, if a guy, like especially a tough dude offensive lineman, is able to practice, generally they play. But I think this is going to be more like pregame workout. How does he feel? How mobile is he? Um, and all of that. And you know, I think Fournette. He's probably in a good place. I think Jensen's probably in a good place. Worf's a little more of a question mark. Okay, sounds good. Let's move along to other stories that you might be getting texted about right now. Uh, Joe Shane becomes the New York Giants general manager this morning. Congrats, Joe. Way to go, Joe. 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 
Uh, he was yeah. obviously highly sought after by a lot of people because of what Buffalo has been able to do. The assistant uh, general manager in Buffalo behind Bean, who has built an incredible culture and a team with a lot of patience. Obviously, everybody thinks Dable is just going to go there and be the head coach. Is that what you're hearing? Is that what you're thinking? And are they definitely keeping Danny Dimes or are they trading the house to get somebody mm-hmm. new in there? And has that decision already been made for Joe by ownership? Uh I'll start with the last part first. I don't believe that decision's been made. You know, it's hard to move on from someone like Daniel Jones when you don't know what he is. Very talented, has had his moments, has been injured a lot, has not had a great offensive line. So who like who honestly knows? So if they Jason you know, let's Garrett say they cut him plays. or yeah. Yeah. Freddie Kitchens. Not Freddie great, Kitchens. sure. Now Daniel Jones is a big fan of Jason Garrett, but obviously did not go well. Oh, um nice you know, the way it worked in Buffalo was they it's drafted a the quarterback. <laughs> who no one else believed in. They had a great coordinator. They gave him time, and he developed into Josh Allen. I would imagine they'd like to follow that same model. You mentioned the patience. I feel like that, of all the things, is maybe like most important because they really tried to do it right in Buffalo. Got a great culture. Shane has been Brandon Bean's guy forever. Like They are close, and he's taught him a lot. Like I like this hire. He seems really ready. Um, but no, I don't think it's just going to be Dayball because – Dan Quinn's going to get a look, and Brian Flores is going to get a look. And I don't think it's going to be as simple as Joe Shane being like, I'm going to hire my friend Brian Dable, who, who you know probably will get a job anyway. Uh, I think Flores is going to get a pretty hard look here as well. Hmm. Ian, I, I saw Josh McCown finally got his interview down at Houston. Are they going to hire this dude? Remember earlier they were talking about how he was going to all of a sudden become the head coach out of nowhere. Like, where, where are they with that? And the guy that you've danced with on the internet, McLean, says, hey, this is because Easterby likes this motherfucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, that's actually not a bad accent. That's not a bad McLean. It could be a little deeper, a little raspier, but that actually is pretty money. I'm oh, sorry. I can get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fucking God bless not- Jack Eastbury and Josh. <laughs> uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Ian, yes. get to um, it. McLean. <laughs> McCown had his interview yesterday. Uh, he's a serious candidate. So if they hired him, like I wouldn't be stunned or surprised. Was he on the staff this last year? What's that? Was he on the staff this season? No. He was, uh, I believe, coaching high school football. Um, I think that's right. You know, and, and everyone's going to laugh, and everyone's going to make fun of the Texans, which, like, they don't care. Who ca- you know, n- none of it means anything. We've seen hires that are praised, and those guys go one and done and are terrible. So, like, I've been doing this for 10 years, the hiring process and all that, and I honestly have no earthly idea what leads to one candidate being good and one candidate not. They got a pretty good infrastructure there. They're building an organization from the ground up. Um, he's a serious candidate, and they've interviewed him twice, once last year, once this year. So if they hired him, like I wouldn't be stunned. They would just have to they'd have to help him. They'd have to get older guys who have been there to guide him. But he has been a coach in every quarterback room he's ever been at. And ask uh, – this is not me justifying the hire. I, this is not. I'm just saying ask any quarterback who's been in the room with him what kind of a leader he is, and they will tell you. Um, you know, again, Texans are going to get killed no matter what they do, which is all fine, but I think this is definitely something to keep an eye on. Well, especially going to get killed if Jack Easterby is the reason why somebody's getting hired. Just yeah. just as somebody that is from an outside yeah. looking in, if right. Jack Easterby's making decisions, he was a prayer guy in a successful organization. Now he is a personnel right. decision maker for the Texans. That's easy for us to kill, but if 
Lord Jesus himself comes down to Houston and Josh McCown has success. Will we give the praise to Easter B as well is something that we will have to hold uh, the media accountable for, right. Ian Rappaport. You're right. All these decisions that are made, you can't. I mean, Daniel Jones, whenever he was drafted, killed, murdered. Now, here we are years later. He has not won a lot of games, but you're saying that people still don't know what he is. Is he potential trade bait, you think, for the Giants? You think he's potentially going to get traded out to Seattle for Russell Wilson to come in alongside a couple Ooh. of picks? Uh, I think we need to figure out if Seattle actually would trade Russell Wilson first. I um, no no. You said the other day you had people in the room, and I'll tell you what, Seahawks fans were not happy with no. you. Well, I saw a lot of tweets. They were like, "This <laughs> fucking guy." Yeah. Oh, now he knows. He has somebody in the room. There's a lot of that, and you didn't see that. It was all you. Might I don't have- check my mentions. You know that. Why? What? I don't like the negativity. Well, I like I, to live my life. I get enough I, negative stuff from people on the phone. I don't need that negativity. Hey, shout out to you. That's good rap mental toughness. I experienced some of your negativity, I guess, that you would experience on a daily basis when you're breaking news about people's favorite things. That's going to naturally come with it, I guess. When you have to be the bearer of bad news, although you shouldn't be the one that's getting the heat, you ultimately are in the end. It'd be like trying yeah. to kill the male person who's bringing you a letter from somebody that's yeah. firing you. <laughs> that's right. but, but that is your life on Twitter. That is kind of how the world operates. I saw a lot of hate coming to you the other day about your Seattle Seahawks information saying you don't know your ass from a hole in the ground there. Do you? Do you don't? How do you know? And what do you think is going on um, over there? Are they still trying to figure it all out? Yeah, uh, I would say they're, tra- they're trying to figure it all out. Here's the problem, and it's the same problem that we had last year, which is Russ wants to explore. He wants to just see what's out there. Not saying he wants to get traded, but he wants to see what's out there. Get me out of here. Your general manager, John Snyder, who seems to be willing to engage in every single trade no matter what and then make a decision. But you still have Pete Carroll, who's more than 70 years old, who would have to rebuild. So does he want to do that? And, like, you know, the way they played this year was bad. But the way they played the final two games, I'm just, you know, just as someone watching, I was kind of like, this looks good. Like, you could run this back, right? So, like, I'm not sure. Unless Seattle got something they just simply could not turn down, I don't know why they would force – why they would do it now. I, I know they, several key people, as my colleague Mike Garofalo has reported, would like to keep Russell Wilson, and I'm not convinced anybody wants to try. Okay, the boys have a couple more questions, and thank you for clearing that all up. I'm assuming the Seahawks fans will be much fairer to you, and I think next week we should read you a couple of your mentions. What's their... What? Oh, boy. Like, this is like a Jimmy Kimmel mean tweets thing? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and also, let's go Tom Brady high hater. That's right. Oh, right. yeah. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. We'll, Your socks look dumb. I, we'll just say we made them up, but they probably will be real. We'll read them. You don't deserve okay. it because of all your incredible sports insider work that you do uh, for the numerous platforms. Uh, last one from me before the boys have another question. I saw you tweet a little clarification about a situation over in the gorgeous city of Phoenix, Arizona. Ooh, now, obviously, Ooh. that ended ugly, and Kyle Odegaard, at Kyle underscore Odegaard, says there was a tense meeting involving Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell, uh, GM Steve Kime, and Coach Cliff Kingsbury yesterday per source. Bidwell was unhappy with late season slide and intimated changes were possible. Then shit hit the fan, source said. You then followed up said, there has been no meeting, sources say. Uh, would you like to stand by that still with your sources, to, uh, knowing that somebody you're talking to right now might also have sources? Or do you think this is a ever-evolving situation? Uh, I Some of that tweet was right. I know Bidwell's not happy, nor should he be, by the way. And, he, and this is kind of the problem. Like Any team that loses like that should all be unhappy. So, like, yes, Bidwell is 
not thrilled. I'm sure Steve Kime is not thrilled. I'm sure Cliff Kingsbury is not thrilled. I just know that the meeting hadn't happened yet. It's probably going to because the owner and the coach always meet. I just know it hadn't happened. So nothing was wrong with anything else except I don't love the journalism practice of allowing a source to kind of frame a situation saying that that hit the whatever. So what do you mean um, no meeting? You're saying like there hasn't been an official sit down in an office yeah. or those three haven't chatted with each other since the game ended? There hasn't been a meeting. Like those three haven't had the sit down end of year meeting that coaches generally have with owners. Oh, okay. So that's the thing. Like, but again, sit I'm down, pretty sure end of meeting in yeah. the office. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's okay. what you're you're right. diving into that. You're saying you're not saying that they didn't potentially run into each other and chat with each other when they were all in the same building together and have maybe a little bit of a disagreement about how everybody was handling situations in there. You're not saying that, right? You're saying the sit down, hey, how do right. you just haven't had the final end of the year meeting. I'm, again, some of that is right. Like, I know they're not happy, nor should they be. But I just know that a meeting has not happened. All right. Sources are telling people that we know that there's a chance that maybe they did talk. They have. Did talked. Kyle come back? Did Kyle <laughs> respond to your tweet? I don't think so. Oh, I, I haven't checked. Man. He hasn't read his mentions. Did yeah. Kyle Odegaard answer? I mean, obviously, Ian, your your sources had either one or all three of these guys that would have been in the meeting. I'm sure you talked to him. Yeah. So I wonder what Kyle Confirmed. would say. Like, what his response would be. Well, and you know, some people would read yours and immediately think, "Oh, you're you probably have the owner as your source." <laughs> if we had to guess, you know, that is and that, no, because of my status people. as a sports insider. Yes, as your status as a sports insider, and also the way you said there, like uh, the way you laid that out, like the owner's not going to be happy, obviously, with the way things ended. Nor like, should he be. Yeah, nor should he be. Like I understand, like you have to do your thing, but. You know, there's maybe other sources that are saying they had sat, they have talked to each other since Uh-oh. then, and it did not, it did not go fantastically. Nor should it. Hey, it ended bad. Nor should it. Nor should it. Now, if there's yeah. other, if there's other fuckery in play, though, you know, business wise and stuff like that, that might become a little bit bigger story. But I mean, it's ever evolving. You're just saying that there hasn't been a full. Sit down. Okay, right. sounds yes. good. I appreciate okay. that. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Ian, I saw a tweet this morning that uh, 53 of the last 63 coaching vacancies were filled be- uh, two weeks after the regular season is over, and this year none have been filled. Is there a reason for that, and are we, are we expecting to see some of these filled very quickly or very soon? Everybody wants me to be miserable, I think, is the reason why they haven't been filled. <laughs> uh, um, no, it's, it, I've noticed it, too. It's weird. Uh, I mean, the first hire, it's been basically two weeks now. And there's been one GM hired, no coaches. I think the the rules uh, where you have to have a minority candidate in person interview probably has slowed some things down. Um, it's good, though, because you should have a thorough process. You should think about it. You should see more candidates. You should see diverse candidates. It's all good. Uh, it just has probably slowed some things down. I also think, you know, there's not a Arthur Smith or Robert Sala. I think those guys probably could have gotten several jobs. You know, Dan Quinn's got a lot of love. He probably gets a job, but there's not a can't-miss candidate. Mm. So that has probably slowed things down because, like, teams like the Bears, I mean, they've had – I got my little board over there. I think they've had 11 or 12 coach interviews. Like They want to get it right. How do you remember, like, what anybody said in a Zoom? Yeah. Oh, diligent notes. There's somebody taking diligent Dota. notes. Yeah, soup, Virginia. Longhand. But also, normally in those processes and systems, and I might be wrong, you tell me, but, like, naturally, a human, if you're interviewing somebody and you like somebody more, you're just going to be comparing everybody to that person. At what point do you say, like, okay, this is going to be the person we're going to right. do this. And if you get to 12 people, is it maybe you, not them? Yeah, I mean, imagine. that is just something to think about. Well, and then, like, you know, they added 
just real quick. I know we got to go, but they added Dennis Allen kind of late in the process, and he's going Tuesday, which kind of made me be like, why would they add someone unless they didn't love what they're hearing early? So I, I have definitely have some questions Uh-oh. about Bears process. Ian, are you hearing anything about these rumors that Jim Harbaugh may jump back into the NFL and get a gig? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely heard them. Um, I believe he'd be interested. Uh, now, he's also in negotiations with Michigan, so oh, is his interest in the NFL kind of being like, <laughs> oh, hey, Michigan, I'd be inter-, you know, interested. I can't remember a situation where there's been so much stuff coming from the Harbaugh side slash Michigan side talking about NFL interest. It makes me wonder if it's on purpose. Whoa, no. Right. What do you mean, leverage? You no. don't think somebody would maybe leak some information to a no. sports insider to create leverage? What? No. No. Surely not Harbaugh. You yeah. wouldn't no. be a part of that. Like, you guys wouldn't have to be a part of that. No. You guys no. wouldn't know. No. No. Not, not uh, with I just, this program. Like, yeah. No. No. Oh, misinformation. No. Leverage program. No, uh-huh. you wouldn't be in a leverage program for somebody that you've never met unless they were promising more information li- Oh, that's your business. That's what people say is wrong with your business. That's, oh, that's oh got, no, there's a lot of other things wrong with my business besides just that. But yes, I'll scratch your back if you put out this lie so I can get more money right now. <laughs> Boom. That's an no, issue. not lies. No lies. Lies are bad. Um, <laughs> no, but, but here, here's my only here's my only problem with this. Lies are bad. I know the Raiders have some interest, but they haven't engaged at all. Like they got Dave Ziegler in town now interviewing to be the GM. I think they're, yeah, I think they're mid interview now. So he's oh, clearly someone who they like a lot. <laughs> this guy's in a room. No, look at the time, but when it's going to start. Anyway, he's, he had dinner last night. Anyway, um, where'd he go? Where'd he go in Vegas? Are they, are they, there's always, no, oh, I wondered if it would be some like ritzy, uh, <laughs> sort of like restaurant, but I don't believe that it was. It I think sounds it was like Pizzoli's. What if they just rolled down to Club XS to like Mark oh, <laughs> Come on, Ziggler, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing. That's one way to see what a guy's made of, just to bring uh-huh. him into that environment and see how he kind of functions, you know? Yeah, and what would you do? Would you just drink water the entire time? That's like. Um... No, no, no. That's a big red flag, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm saying. You got to read the room. You really got to read the room because yeah. there was times where, um, like, snacks and food would be on the table at different. Like when I was growing up playing soccer, it'd be like a camp, and they'd have like a bunch of like really good food on the thing. I was like, oh, that looks unbelievable. I don't think I've ever had something that good. And then there'd be people watching, like, oh, who's the fat ass that's going to eat this stuff? And then in the NFL, they have like an ice cream thing right there, and then they have a protein shake thing right there, and I'm like. Listen, they ain't cutting me. But, me right? I ain't cutting me, but some of you, some of you uh, third string linebackers should not be heading where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. You guys should be going over there right now, not for me. It's an interesting thing that whole process of feeling out who's going to end up where. Any news going to break today? You think any more news on any more hirings? It's Friday. This um, seems to be the NFL's thing. I, I'm, I'm trying to look. I, I think what we'll probably get is. Um, oh, let me sorry. Let me finish up on the Harbaugh thing. The reason why I don't see any traffic. He ain't fucking going to the NFL. Yeah, yeah we, we know. know it. We know. And also, he's going to bring his GM with him. So why would they hire a GM who's not linked up with him? And then hire anyway. So this is um, classic. Let me put my khakis on. I'll go do the song and dance. Yeah. I'll do a pull up at a uh, squat mm-hmm. at a high school. I'll mm-hmm. recruit, and then for leverage negotiation purposes, hey, there's eight Wait. opens in the openings in the NFL. Yeah, I, I can go right now. Yeah, I took yeah. a less money. Yeah, it's all business. We all know that. I mean. Um, Thanks so I think what we'll up. get is, yeah, I think what we'll get is a couple second interview requests. Like the Broncos are wrapping up now. They got Eric Bieniemy today. Vikings with their the uh, the Bronco, the Vikings with their GM search have basically done their first round of interviews. They're going to be 
making second interview requests, we'll probably get that. So I, I think we'll get like narrowing the search. I don't know that we'll get a hire today. Um, and we'll probably also get who the Giants are going to talk to. I would imagine that as well. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rapsheet, is there a reason why Jim Caldwell told the Vikings and Raiders to go to hell? Or is he just interested in, you know, coaching Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? Um, I would say... This guy. <laughs> Wasn't even listening. Um, no, no, hey, Rapsheet, don't question. worry about it. I'll fuck off. No, I, was listening. I, I was listening. I'm sorry. I got a text. No, text. Is it anything good? Oh. Um, maybe. Must be fun having dinner. Maybe. <laughs> no, I did not do this at dinner. Oh, I, I know. I yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Big Bloomberg guy. Yeah. Four phones. Um, so to answer your question, Jim Caldwell is extremely particular. He's not going to be an offensive coordinator somewhere. And he's not going to go to a place where he doesn't think he has a great chance of getting it or believes in everything they do. Hmm. So he's, he talked to four teams. He interviewed with two places. Um, and I think that's what he was most serious about. I mean, I have to say, like, do you, Pat, did you know? Did you guys cross over? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, I kind of feel like he should get a job. Are you on board? Oh, yeah. Big time. Because he always gets blamed for like not being too high or too low. But he's like the consummate professional. I enjoyed the hell out of playing on the team he was on. He's much different than any coach I'd ever had. And uh, I loved it. And then he wins in Detroit, but not enough. Obviously, so they get rid of him. He goes to Baltimore, wins a Super Bowl. The first year he's there as offensive coordinator. He's undefeated in his, I think, first or second year head coaching for the Colts. It was my rookie year. Go undefeated to the Super Bowl. A couple years later, Peyton has a broken freaking neck. What are we doing? See you later. He's had a bad, like kind of a bad run, especially with Detroit saying, you've won, but not enough. We we would like to either lose all of our games or win all of our games. (laughs) You seem to be getting on the right trajectory here. That can't happen. Ian, who wins this weekend, pal? Who you? Who's the, any upsets? Any surprises? Um, I'm looking forward to the Bills Chiefs. I think that'll be fun. Everybody That's not very helpful. What? That here, here. One? Yeah. Great take. Uh, Sports Insider. Um, hold on. Let me look. I'll look at your little board. You want me to predict? You want me to predict an upset? Go. Yeah, this is Dirty's graphic, by the way. I'll Shout out, Dirty. I'll predict the Bengals board. upset. That's not even that much of an upset. Wow. Whoa. Plus 160, pretty big odds there. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We know you're very busy. Thank you for breaking all the news that we need to know on a daily basis. We appreciate you, Ian. All right, I'll hopefully break news right after I get off the phone with you guys. Bye bye. Uh, <laughs> I hope your entire internet crashes. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. 
For A.J. Hawk and I to select and pick every single game against the spread. We've done it all year. It's the only segment we have continued to do. I'm very proud of us. Let's get to it. Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 local. The Tennessee Titans play host to the Cincinnati Bengals as three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. A.J. Hawk, your pick. Going back and forth many times, but I'm taking the Titans at minus three and a half here. Boom, me too. I, uh, I don't know. Three and a half seems like a lot. I'm a little bit worried. I'd rather that a two and a half, obviously, for gambling reasons. Maybe a game-winning field goal if that thing's tied at the end. We still lose somehow. Tone Diggs, give me a look. Uh, interesting little thing there. I also wanted the two and a half, so I looked what it would cost to go from three and a half to two and a half, and it goes to minus 160, which is Jesus. normally if you buy a point, it's not that much. So what do they know? Is this Matt groaning with the goddamn Tom Hanks thing circulating? We've already pointed out another 27, 30-ish coincidence of the Simpsons knowing what's going to happen in the future to a T, a little bit too close. Oh, my God. You can maybe guess, especially if you're writing jokes. They always say, oh, we write jokes. We guess something's going to hit, obviously, with the amount of things we have done, the amount of shows. Okay. Well, how do you know? Boom, 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 (laughs) boom. Exact situations the most recent one is tom hanks will be i guess recapping last this past year Mm -hmm. for the united states the simpsons have already had tom hanks say like hey the united states has lost all credibility so they're using mine or something like that on the simpsons it's wild it's a wild thing and i obviously believe that sports books have the same type of human operating for them so it moving from minus 112 to minus 160 to gain one point freaks me out Mm -hmm. 27 24 is a big point as you know. That's scary. What How do for? they know? They almost lost to the Raiders. Come on. Oh, Give me the Titans. All right, Niners, Packers. Five and a half point favorites at home. Jimmy G has never played in a game below 32 degrees. Let's assume this one's going to be in the single digits. Mm-hmm. 46% chance of snow just a couple days ago. I don't know what it is currently, but let's assume it's going to be miserable. There's going to be a turtleneck on, raining, defending, undisputed MVP who might get the big draft buck Diari back, might get all the boys back. Randall Cobb will be out there. Five and a half point favorites at home against the the Niners faithful, a team that gets Bosa all the way back. Jimmy G playing football. Debo Samuel has been unbelievable, and we haven't seen Kittle pop off in the past game in a few weeks. Look for that to potentially happen. Ooh. AJ, your thoughts? Uh, obviously, I, I'm a homer to the Packers. I'm going to take the Packers here at minus five and a half, but this is one of those games to where I feel like, okay, the Packers either win by 17 or they find a way to lose. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. Jesus. All right, well, if you're saying that, I'm going with the Packers as well because I bet on the Packers. Hey, you know, a big big thing I'm looking for, have you ever seen, like, they talk about how Jimmy G throws a bunch of in-breaking routes, a lot of things over the middle. It's all in between the hashes, basically. Yeah. I don't know if you've checked it out, but they're all pro middle backer. Devondre Campbell is about nine feet tall and covers a ton of ground. I feel like he will be a big factor in the throwing lanes for Jimmy G. Oh, you're saying, hey, look for Devondre to have a pick potentially. Here. Whoa. Even if not, even if he doesn't have a pick, I'm saying just his presence will take away a lot of those and knock down passes, just get in the throwing lanes. Also, what that does creates tips and overthrows that your DBs take to the house. And whatever you hear, any commentator that decides to point it out, they'll actually say, look for this Niners offense to literally only throw the ball 
Right, that we actually even like draw goalposts. Yeah. Like every completion will be right here. And then as you watch the game, it happens. It's like, how is the defense not fucking stopping? It's going to be a slant. We're going to do a slant. It's going to be some stop route in the middle. That is what Jimmy G is great at. Their offense with Shanahan behind it and Mike McDaniel, I believe is yep. his uh-huh. name. Mm-hmm. Big time brain out of Yale. They always get creative. They always have some sort of game plan. A couple years back in the NFC Championship, the Niners ran the fucking Packers out of the building. 186 yards before contact. I think this is a different Packers team. I like the Packers, but if they start running their motion offense where they're just moving bodies and just running the weave and everything's just clicking, it's like, oh man, this could be a long fucking night for that Packers team. As we know, the story is the Green Bay rushing defense is number 31 in yards per carry. So that, I mean, that's the game. So Aaron's going to Still this year they are? Yeah. I mean, they're not giving up as much uh, as far as rushing yards per game because no one's running on them because they're behind. Uh, but as far as yards per carry, it's 31st. Yeah, so if they're able to yeah. get that's important. That's an important stat, how you yeah. say that, yeah, because teams yeah, are usually coming from behind, so they don't, they don't, they don't get run they're on number, as much as other teams. They're number four in opponent rushes per game, so not a lot of, not a lot of people running the ball against them. But when, when they, they do... But that could also be the defense being in they have to throw it here and they might pop off for like a draw. You know, every stat could have two different ways to look at everything. Mm -hmm. Let's just assume that the Packers are ready for this, built for this moment and better than they have been the last few years. Rams, Bucks in Tampa Bay. Obviously, Aaron Donald, Von Miller going against a banged up offensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who still have fucking Tom Brady at quarterback. Matthew Stafford in the Rams offense played a fucking perfect game it felt like last game. Tampa Bay blew the shit out of the goddamn Eagles. Scotty Miller couldn't get eight and a half yards, but everybody else seemed to be able to do whatever the hell they wanted to do. Two teams very hot, coming off great games. Your thoughts, AJ? I really wish this line was actually three and a half because I'm going to take the Rams here to to find a way to win this one, I think. All right, give me the Bucs. All right. It's Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady's 17 and three in his last 20 playoff games. So just... No team. Bought, yeah, this this may be the first time I picked against Tom Brady. And also, Stafford had his moment. He got a playoff victory. They have something they can build on for next year. Hey, we had a good team. I think in my head, whenever we're coming in here on Monday, it's a hey, good good on Stafford. Yeah, you know, yeah, good season. They just ran into good Tom. Year. In my head, that's just how it works. I could be wrong though because that Rams team is electrifying. I mean, Jaylen I'm worried Ru- about Tristan Wirfs. Tristan yeah. Wirfs isn't healthy. I mean, they can rush the passer. I don't want them to get Tom. Uh, you know, uncomfortable and have him moving around. And I was literally saying, like, oh, Vaughn Miller's going to go after Tristan Wirfs, but if he's bad or hurt at all, and Jensen's a little bit banged up, he's going to play. They can move old Aaron Donald out there, too, who is just, what, <laughs> the most explosive player in the history of the game. Yeah, Leonard we'll Floyd see. is very good Cam well. Akers, too. He had a huge game last week. That uh, Tampa Bay run defense is pretty stout, so if they have to put everything on Stafford's shoulders, that you know they didn't have to last week. We'll see how that plays I out. I wouldn't worry about Aaron Donald. I mean, there's a uh, offensive assistant line coach on on the Bucks who has dealt with Aaron Donald many times. Two times a year, yeah. Yeah. multiple yeah. years. Coach A.Q. Shipley, who's what? been in a fucking cave, I feels like. I don't know if it's me not wanting to reach out to him because he's in the middle of a run or him not reaching out to me. I'm excited to see him postseason. Yeah. 
But that son of a bitch could coach two Super Bowls in less than a year of coaching, basically. Unbelievable. That guy's unbelievable. That boy, yeah, hey. Yeah. Let's go. Like and then Sunday Night Football, Bills, Chiefs. We've had numerous Bills on the show. We have had zero Chiefs on the show. I naturally would like to see the Buffalo Bills go in and do the damn thing because Josh Allen and that team of Western New York have been nothing short of a climb. A disrespect after disrespect moment for their team. Zero Pro Bowlers on the defensive side of the ball, even though they're number one Josh Allen whenever they lost a game or two in the windy conditions they said this guy can't even play in the cold that team could go on to win the whole goddamn thing but they're playing against goddamn Chiefs who at any moment can flip the switch and decide that they want to beta every single team in the NFL. I have no idea where I lie on this one, aside from the fact that Josh Allen and Jordan Boyer have come on the show. So I feel like we're at least a little bit of a glue guy in that locker room. Let's go Buffalo. I'm on the Bills plus one and a half. Yeah, this has been a tough one for me, but yeah. I've gone back and forth. I'm taking Bills plus one and a half as well. Okay, so the only game we are um, uh, differing on is the Sunday 3 o'clock game for the Rams and Bucks. Big brain on you, AJ. I appreciate you, buddy. Have a great last hour here with the boys. I can't thank you all enough. I'll be at SmackDown tonight in Nashville, hopping on bus with Will Compton before then, and then divisional round and overreaction Monday should be absolutely glorious. All right, that's the show. Thank you guys so much for watching, listening, interacting with us, spending your time with us. We appreciate the hell out of you. We know there's a lot of stuff out there that you could be consuming, and the fact that you spend your time with us, we are eternally grateful. Enjoy the hell out of the playoff games this weekend. We will see you. We will see you guys on Overreaction Monday. Cheers.